just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Hello and welcome back to the A Show. I am Justin here with Meals. It is the 91st episode, Meals. I know you, you hate that I keep you know bringing up the number, but I got to. It's it's monumental. I'm just ignoring it now. Okay. Um, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. Shoot, man. How 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 have you been, man? How's how's your days been? How's the days of J Five currently been? Good. I mean, we're we're in the the uh the beginning of summer in LA here it's just started hitting 85 degrees oh wow yeah <laughs> it's going to be 100 <laughs> degrees on saturday in new york city that's fire it is, it is no it is not fire it is the opposite of fire it actually might literally be fire fuck it yeah. because it is the the humidity the season has been just so infuriating and i'm a person if i'm hot don't talk to me don't touch me don't anything like that and it's just you know the new york city streets i'm i I don't like it i don't trust people you be on the train using public transportation which i know is whack because you guys don't use public transportation like that but people do but i don't think it's as good as you guys it's pretty it's pretty terrible i've sat next to people i don't enjoy sitting next to people who don't know what showers are and especially in those tight New York City trains where it's arm arm next to arm and fucking people's sweaty pits. Ah, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that sounds very triggering to you right now. Yes, it's very it's very very triggering. But please with it, New York City. I don't mean <laughs> I, I I went I've been in New York in the summertime surprisingly and it's like that heat bouncing off of the the buildings there cuz all the buildings there are like super like tall. All yeah. the heat that bounces off that just it's like it's you're like in an oven. Like you guys are like enclosed off. There's no open space. And it's a different type of heat. Cause like technically, if you didn't have those, you guys would probably be like it'd probably be like Virginia. It, yeah, the air is different. Like the air I, I've I've always heard the air um in like Virginia or any of the other states where oh, yeah. it's like a lot more clear and open, it carries the it conducts heat and and just it affects the temperature a little bit differently. Yeah. Like a cold, like 50 degrees here is okay, but 50 degrees somewhere else is like, yo, it's fucking cold. It's terrible. It's, yeah. It's absolutely terrible. It's not, it, but I mean, you still see like white people wearing shorts. That's of course. Like white people just feel, you know, white people just feel weather differently. I've accepted yeah. that. I've accepted that as a scientific fact, even though I don't have it proven. That I mean, you have, a, you have a white friend, Pat. I do. I do have a white friend. Yeah. And ask Pat how 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 it feels when it's fifty five degrees outside, and he'll I bet you it's a completely different uh, set of circumstances for him. Listen, I, I I can't explain the scientific 
you know, scientificness of it all. But white people just feel, you know, whether differently than black people. It's just different. It's, I don't know. It's not the. It's not good or bad. It's just different. Other than um, that, I've been uh, I've been pretty much uh, catching up on the RNC Slater podcast. I just, I re- literally just finished up the last episode of The Lookout. Excellent job by oh. you, uh, Jeff and X from uh, the Looking Glass podcast did an excellent job on that episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We had a fun time talking about um, a bunch of stuff that are just not canon and having fun. And, you know, it it is, we're getting a lot more in a different type of anime. So if you're, if you're a fan of anime and you can, you know, if you're interested in what we're talking about, you can, you can check out the lookout um, Instagram, the lookout.db on yes excellent content on that instagram yeah yeah, yeah. you can definitely check that out um and see you know see what we're offering this summer we're coming really pretty hot this summer so uh make sure you just and just stay tuned to rnc radio live twitter feed so you can definitely do that um one show i've been trying to get into that i haven't gotten into yet is euphoria i've been sitting with it and just like not like i haven't started yet there's so many shows i have to start but I know I have, I want to start this one because of the guy the work that you guys are doing, you and Mark are doing on Euphoria, you know, the overly medicated podcast that I've wanted to listen to, but I haven't yet because <laughs> I haven't started Euphoria and I just don't want to listen and just get spoiled because you guys are very awesome at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and also, you know, the overly medicated podcast, uh, our first few episodes on there are on the rnc channel on soundcloud and on itunes and uh spotify and everywhere where podcasts can be listened to with myself and mark i mean it's a show that i i can't say and i, and I say this all the time like i can't say that like i'm in love with it but i'm mm. absolutely interested in what happens on this show i, I think that it, it's 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 it veers from like one side to the next side. Sometimes I'm just like, what is this show trying to be? But in the end, I find myself coming back to it, very excited about it. And you know, that those are types of shows that I find the most interesting where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm liking the experience, even though I like critically, like I'm very harsh on it on the actual show. Right. (laughs) Like I'm enjoying the experience of, you know, euphoria and I, I can't wait to see where they go next with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but let's get into no holds bar for this week. Very, very, Chock full of no holds barred. Uh, do we want to do hot takes this episode, or do we want to? No, I've always wanted to do hot takes every episode. Now, that's, like the hot takes are hot takes are fun to me, even if it means we maybe got to you know run through no holds barred a little bit quicker. The hot takes are just okay. I, I love what you guys have been submitting, especially to the hot takes sort of thing. So keep well, doing it, keep submitting it. Like well, I love it. Well, as we're talking, find two. Let's do two this week. Oh, okay. Two? two Only two? We got to do three. I like three. No, this week, let's do two. No, let's do three. We got to talk about a pay-per-view. We got to talk about the shows. I I promise to you, we won't make them very, very long. I promise you. We'll we'll think of three, one really good one, and two ones we can just kind of wrap up. Is that fine? Okay. All right. Sure, yeah. First up on No Holds Barred, Jeff Hardy, who is off uh, off of TV right now with an injury. He's recovering right now, uh, was arrested for public intoxication this week. He was apparently found uh, literally just laying on, on, on a set of stairs by the police. And uh, yeah, just, just a really tragic kind of set of events. I mean, addiction, you know, so, so tough. And, and, you know, we're just talking about euphoria, which deals with a lot of that type of thing. But, you know, Jeff Hardy's always been fighting this demon. And, you know, it's it's just very, very, like, it's really sad and, and kind of heartbreaking that he, you know, he's still fighting with this and it's been very tough for him. You know, I'm, 
and I don't want to sound like insensitive or anything like that. I've always I, I, I saw this story and you know, I've I've I guess I've been through been to many um many functions where I've seen people in similar states. Um just because they did a little bit too much, a little, they they mix one thing with another thing, and they know those things weren't going to mix well. A chemical imbalance of the sort. I'm wondering if this is more, more more one of those situations, or it's really just like, yo, I'm just like one of those situations where it's just like, yo, maybe I drank too much, maybe I smoked too much, like maybe I put them, maybe I'm, you know, the kids call it crossfaded. Mm. Um, oh Lord, <laughs> um, maybe I did a little bit too one of those, and maybe I'm just like being discovered, and because he's Jeff Hardy, it's not like sort of public thing but for the last few years it seems like he's been clean to be honest with you i haven't really seen any sort of major reports about anything like you know ever since i think there was something two years ago i think there was something two years ago but it's nothing i feel like not to say i don't want to completely ignore and completely shut it down because i do think that um it's kind of unacceptable, especially, you know, public intoxication. Like, eh, you're, you're, you know, a public figure. I would, you know. You, got, you probably also have purple hair. <laughs> yeah, like, you, I, I would pull it under wraps. You're a very noticeable guy. And, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a superstar of the Attitude Era. So a lot more people notice in him than people will probably notice pe- the people of today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, I'm interested in more of the circumstances around this. I don't want to say too much because it's legitimately a TMZ report. We've um, we've had this experience in the past where people were like, "Yo, the Usos again," and like, yes, it was the Usos again. And but but then the report ended up being like wildly blown out of proportion of people right. like taking shirts off and squaring up with the police and shit like that. Um, so I I, I kind of want to wait for more things to come out, but this is unfortunate considering the timeline of news that we have from Jeff Hardy over the last like maybe like decade and a half of him going through similar situations. So I don't know. I would probably begin to sort of clean my act up, especially as he's, you know, he's heading into his forties. Um, I think he's already there. It's yeah. not, it's not a good look. I think he's still, he's still below the 40 thing, I believe. Oh no, he's 41. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clean that up, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's not sexy at all. Come on. He's already there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, again, uh, you know, praying for this guy. I really hope he can, he can kind of shake this and, uh, hopefully he's back, you know, after his leg injury, um, he's, he's reported he's supposed to be back by the fall, so we'll see. Uh, we have a Sasha Banks watch this mm. week. Very short, very short, very probably disappointing to some people. Yeah. Uh, first up, I mean, two days ago, she posted on Instagram that she got a tattoo inside of her lip that says protect. I'm good on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, she's having her true hot girl summer or hot girl spring. Uh, I mean, she's pretty much on summer vacation from WWE. And it's, you know what? Um, we'll get to that in another sort of a thing, but I'm not completely mad at it. But yeah. Uh, and also, and this is literally as soon as I wrote it down, I had to literally say, oh, never mind. Uh, she was advertised for next week's huge edition of uh, Monday Night Raw uh, in Tampa. And literally up to an hour ago, she was removed from the listings uh, of superstars that were going to be on that show. So, again, we're probably not going to get uh, Sasha Banks there. And I know we were thinking and hoping last week that she would show up at least at Extreme Rules or on on this week's Raw or the the next week's Raw. Uh, And it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, well... Maybe they jumped the gun a little bit too. And well, again, also these things are also planned out 
months in advance. So this is true. If they were, we don't know if they have been taking her off of these listings and house shows before that either. Like this was the biggest show that they had been doing. She was she was reported to be there literally up to an hour ago. They took her off. They probably just caught it and they didn't catch it for the the other city. So you know that is what it is. Um, also, it could be photoshopped by any fan or something like that. You know, who, no, it was, who knows? It was, it was okay. Um, I hope she's back. That's all I say. I hope she's back. SummerSlam kind of needs her, to be honest with you. Um, because the SummerSlam card that we're building thus far, it's good, but you know, it ain't SummerSlam. It ain't uh, it ain't the attraction that it's supposed to be. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get to that when we talk about this week's shows. Uh, speaking of that, Raw next week's Raw has been promoted as a reunion show. So many names on that list that will be showing up, including Eric Bischoff, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Santino Morella is, is showing up. Uh, Santino, that's good, man. You better Razor, get a job, man. <laughs> Razor Ramones, <laughs> Razor Ramon, or Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash are showing up. I, I believe X Pac as well. There were so many names. I don't know how they're going to fit all these people into a three-hour RAW. I would imagine that this uh, episode of RAW is going to be something that has to do with SummerSlam. I think everyone's kind of predicting that this will be part of an angle for SummerSlam. Possibly someone part time coming back for the show that so sorely needs it right now. Like Santino Morella? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, do you have any kind of? It's hard to say. Like, sort of predict this because I mean, we when we a couple of months ago predicted Ric Flair's birthday angle, we thought this had to do with the uh, Charlotte Becky Ronda feud. And it ended up not having anything to do with it at all. It ended up leading to Batista Triple H. As far as we know right now, I have no clue who could be coming into a part-time, like Goldberg maybe, but probably not because he's not advertised. Kurt Mm. Angle is advertised, but it's like, I don't think they were going to push a Kurt Angle match in Toronto. I have no clue what to, what to expect from next week's uh, raw based on this list. I, I couldn't tell you either um, from all the rumors and everything that's been circulating on the dirt sheets regarding this. It's just been saying that this one was pitched by USA network or something to improve ratings on raw, which I completely, you know, understand if they would do it. Um, and and I wouldn't say pitch. Maybe it was something that was thrown around. I was like, maybe we could do a reunion thing. I don't think USA Network is like, yo, do a raw reunion. We need this guy there, that guy there. I don't think that's happening. I think mm-hmm. they're just throwing some stuff around and say, how can we make the show a little bit more interesting as mm-hmm. you know, as we continue to go through? How can we, you know, make some big events? Um, I honestly I don't see anything going on. I don't see any part-timers coming back. I don't see any big SummerSlam angle. I think SummerSlam, um, it's already kind of figured. I think something. It's figured will, out. Yeah, I think it's already figured out. I don't even think we're gonna do like a big old time angle type of deal. Um, I don't think. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind if they don't. I'm just trying to, you know. Again, yeah, no, I I understand, but I don't think there's gonna be anything on unless Triple H is fighting again. I don't think there's anything going on. To be honest with you, um, I think my work sense, my work shoot senses like are flaring up right now i just think that we should we should be careful with what we say i think we'll get something with eric bischoff that would be very very interesting um that's all i'll i can probably think of it seems like they've got most things like i don't even think brock will be there unless he will he's already he's already taken care of i mean it it won't be him either so it's uh yeah i don't know We'll see. I would say stay tuned. Yeah, I would say yeah. stay tuned. Um, might might be cool seeing all these old, you know, these except Hogan. 
Yeah, except Hogan. They've been pushing Hogan hard, man. But and yeah, then, you know, it's interesting. They keep putting him in cities that won't that won't boo him. Of course, put him in New York. He's getting booed. Put him oh, yeah. in LA. He's getting booed. Put him in a, any smart town. He's he's getting booed out the building. Put him in Tampa. They're all right. Yeah, <laughs> he can't come back to the Garden. He can't. He just can't. Yeah. Uh, next up. Finn Balor is reportedly taking time off uh, for two months uh, following SummerSlam. Uh, you know, he apparently requested the time off and they, they granted it to him. Uh, I mean, I can't be, I'm not upset about this. A lot of people are, are trying to like make, again, wrestling journalism, trying to make it a, a thing that's like, this is him being underutilized. And then, you know, shout out to Chris Novak, who was, who was a guest on the show last week, basically saying, well, no, that's not it. He was the sixth most used person in the roster this year. He's probably just burnt out. And, I mean, you look at a guy that ever since he's come back from injury two two years ago, he's been working. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Also, I mean, it looked as though uh, he got engaged to his girlfriend uh, a couple of weeks ago when he was also off <laughs> again. But, oh, he's, uh, the, he's doing the quick engage, you know, turnover into marriage type of deal. Okay. Because, I mean, when would he have time to do it otherwise? You know. Like, I mean, I'm sure he'll figure out time. I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm here's why I can say confidently, I'm sure he'll figure out time. It looks like WWE is becoming a lot more accommodating to time off as of recently. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler has just come back from two and a half months off. I mean, he even missed Mania because he was just so burnt out. I think he didn't miss Mania. Um, he he missed you know he missed a couple months. It was fine. Rusev is currently you know taking some time off. Um, everyone who's been wondering why he hasn't been on the show, he's just came out and say like I'm, I have time off. Finn Balor is also and. You know, it makes if this is the way that we're going, especially with two incredibly bloated rosters with a, a ton of superstars who aren't getting utilized, and them saying like, "Okay, at, we can start giving people time off. Um, we won't give the guys who are featured actively time off, and people who are like maybe into our plans, but people who are kind of loosely used. I would say Finn Balor loosely used, considering he was off for like three weeks before he showed up again. Um, Dolph Ziggler, usually not really intertwined in a major program or any major programs moving forward, can kind of take time off. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan, a couple months ago, we thought he was injured, took some time off after Mania. They're becoming a lot more accommodating to it, and I'm personally for it, considering how rigorous the WWE schedule is. And I think it does a lot to help preserve just not only the physical state, but the mental state of a lot of people that they're, you know, that that they have under their umbrella. I mean, they have so many guys now. Raw still three hours, whether Finn yeah. Balor is there or not, or, or anything like that. And they'll um, find someone. They'll, yeah. they'll always find someone. Like we've seen that, and we'll talk about Finn because Roman was out, and they found someone. So yeah, it's and Finn, possible. And Finn was actually an integral part of the shows this week, even with us knowing he's taking time off. We're at least going. We're at least seeing potentially how he's going to be written off. So uh, I'm all for it. I mean, Finn Balor is obviously one of my favorite guys on the roster, and um, you know. I'm, I'm all for him taking some time off. I, I yeah, think he'll be he'll 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 benefit more from it. Listen, Bray Wyatt got 11 months off, <laughs> like 11 months off. Like I think they're good with time off as of recently now. So yeah. it, 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 to me, I'm fine with it. Uh, this, I mean, numbers came in for for SmackDown just now. I literally just saw it skitter across my timeline. Okay, turn up. SmackDown was the number one show on cable last night, and its ratings beat everyone else on TV. But Boom. Uh, shout out to shout out to Et King AGZ for that. Okay, for that. you get a nice shout out on the show, my friend. Listen, SmackDown—they're kind of on an upswing. We'll we'll get to it as the show, you know, 
Yeah, they forward. are. They are. They are. But uh, yeah, I, it just goes to show that the, uh, these things are ebbs and flows. Like, yeah. Like you've been saying. And, you know, on a weak week, uh, SmackDown will be number one. You know, on right. a strong week, it'll be, you know, it'll do a million, a million. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, one more thing before we go, we move on. We had a huge weekend in wrestling last weekend. Uh, one of them being a show that I, I didn't watch, but I used in social media <laughs> to kind of gauge what was going on and clips. It's, I, I kind of treated the AEW show like uh, like I would treat um, sports, like I would treat an NBA game. You know, like sometimes you don't need to. You watch just played on mute. I, I just play, no, I just played it on mute, bro. Well, well even if it was no, not even that. Like certain I've watched NBA many games, Knicks games on mute. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the highlights on Twitter, where it's like they'll just put the best dunks in the in the in the game winner, and then I'll be it. I mean, you can't argue with that. Um, so I don't have much to say about the show. I don't know. If, did you watch the show? I actually watched most of the show. It was like four uh, hours. Yeah, I watched most of the show. You know why? Because I had it running side by side with um with the Evolve show. So I had both screens up, you know, shout out to 2019. We can c- kind of do that. I had the Evolve running. When Evolve thing wasn't interesting, I would unmute that and then mute, you know, or mute that and then unmute Fight for Fallen. And, if, you know, Sean Spears showed up, then I would like mute that Fight for Fallen and then go back to Evolve or something along those lines. I would do something like that. That's kind of like, the new Monday Night Wars thing, I guess, that's going on in 2019. Um, overall, the show, you know, wasn't a particularly bad show, but definitely wasn't a momentous show. Like, uh, considering they've done probably three pay-per-views in the last month and a half. Um, <laughs> Do you think there's too many? Because, I mean, granted, we get a I little bit I think they're break. building towards something. Like, I, mean, I think we won't get as much when they actually start television. Granted, granted they, they've, they're taking kind of a break. Uh, in between this, a mm-hmm. little bit of a break, kind of. Yeah, I do think that they're they're kind of doing a lot of shows with no TV in between. It looks very weird and disjointed, and this show definitely mm-hmm. showed that. No, I I get it because they're doing a lot of shows because they don't have the TV yet, and they're still trying to establish all these talents. I think compared to previous shows, they did a great job in this show mainly because before every match before every program they had the little video packages and you could see what the guy was about you could see what the program was about if there was any sort of you know thing hint towards that but they really decided hey we're going to showcase the roster a little bit more and i would say that's a plus compared to you know what was a double or nothing where it were kind of matches for the sake of having matches. Now this was kind of too. Um, yeah, I was like the main event, huh? <laughs> yeah. Matches for the sake of having matches, but I think they're still showing off. And like before, before we get to TV, here's what our guys are. And that's kind of what this AEW fight for a fallen was. Um, I thought, you know, I watched a six person tag team match. It was okay. Um, the Brandy versus Alley match. That was interesting. Um, awesome Kong and what was it? The other Kong. Oh my God, Aja Kong, Aja Kong. Yeah, that was a that's a good. People seem to go up for that, so I wasn't mad at that. That seemed like something that people were generally excited for. That AEW is providing a moment that maybe people have never seen. So mm-hmm. at least they're in the business of doing that. Um, three way tag team match that was kind of long. <laughs> Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. Sabian that yeah. went way too long. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> that they were doing like we got a five minute warning. I was like, I thought this I thought Adam Page was supposed to be the guy. Like I thought he was the I thought, you know, considering he's going into the world championship match with Chris Jericho in the next month or so, like he's supposed uh, to be the guy. Uh, and let's be clear, he's not winning that match. No. 
he, he, and no, he's not. And I, I don't know if they thought, he, I don't know if they think he's going to be the guy or they just needed a person that wasn't, you know, the four executives that would make it look kind of fucking weird um, of them getting the title shot and them getting the title first, because that would set a bad precedent for their company. But Adam Page, to me, when when I look at that match, I was like, that's not the guy because there's no way he's going like to the distance with, <laughs> with no, like, it, and it doesn't make sense to have your, the, the, uh, and granted the guy I'm, I'm about to say is going to win it is, is like kind of like the same type of thing, but it's like milk toast white guy is your champ going yeah. into TNT. But it's like, it's a lot better when it says Chris Jericho is your champ going in. And 100%. you have the Bucks who are this new tag team that no one's ever seen before on network television at all. And yeah. they're doing this crazy stuff. It's like, I, I see, you know, I don't agree with it, but it's like, it's the same shit that people get mad at WWE for pushing Brock for. It's like, it's still an established face. It's still someone who is like, oh shit, he's done UFC. It's like Jericho's been at every company. Right. You know, he's done. He's, you've seen him before in 1999 and 2019, he's still doing the same thing. Adam Page just like, uh, is he wearing cowboy boots? You know, it's, it's like, right. uh, no, that's, that's not what the type of look the TNT is going for. That's not, that's not even the face of what people are going for in 2019, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think that should be the face of any, I mean, not that he's a, I'm sure he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong, but at least like what we're moving forward for, <clears throat> what we're moving forward with as a culture. I don't think Adam Page represents that. I think Chris Jericho will probably win the championship. It's a good look for him to be champion going into TNT. It's a great for their lineage of whatever championship that they're creating um, to have Chris Jericho, an established face, one of the most legendary characters to ever be their first champion. Um, and it probably he's probably going to brag about it for the rest of his life. Even if, um, he, even if he isn't where he was. I mean, I, I also saw a part where he came up for the promo and he forgot to do the promo after the page match. So he did it later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but this is the part of, you know, AEW, we don't write for the guys. They go out and do their own thing. And I'm like, how long is that going to work? <laughs> like, how long does that work realistically? Like, yes, we wouldn't want people sort of, I mean, we, I think a lot of people again, you know, flack in the WWE for scripts and things. But I think this is more, um, it's more critical than scripts. It's more so like time and things like that. Like you, you, you go out and you don't even know what the person's going to say. You could bury the rest of the roster. You could do anything. He could say something inflammatory on network television. And then suddenly people are complaining to get you off the air. Like this is what kind of, it, it, I'm hoping, I'm sure they have like a skeleton of what's going on. And they just say, Chris Jericho, we need you to promote this match. And he goes out and does that. But you kind of want to have a much more closer supervision on that. And that's um, the biggest part of what you just said, or the, the, the biggest example of this is at the end of the show, after the incredibly long Bucks, Bucks and uh, Rhodes Brothers match, uh, they essentially, it's like a weird 10 minutes where the Bucks did a promo where it was like, like you know, hey, we're still friends. <laughs> and then they came out with the cons and they had a check. And they were like saying, then Cody came out and he seemed drunk or high or just why nah, he, he, he seemed exhausted. I will say this. I don't think they, you know, part of having a script would realize that, you know, for a show that is, you know, to raise money against gun violence and then their main characters like ending slogan heavily implies gun violence <laughs> yeah yeah like <laughs> that's something that maybe a script would fix or maybe at least some you know forward planning um would fix and but, and they this, cody essentially says 
in you know counter to the show that was that had aired and had been off the air two hours after this had ended uh said you can't counter program us the longer show and i said that parentheses you can't counter program aew it's like dude talk about the fucking charity like what the fuck is wrong with you guys i don't know i mean i feel like he's just gassing his own shit but um you know it's interesting i i we we I, I thought it was just it just dragged on that ending part dragged on, but then again, this is for charity, so it is what it is. Um, I'll I'll take it for that. But yeah, I mean, the show overall it was okay. I wouldn't urge anyone to go back for it. Um, I would just tell you look forward to you know what was it all out? Yeah, uh, it is all out. That's up next. That, that's such a weird. <laughs> hey, we all out. We all out. I mean, you all was all in. Now you're all, now we're going all out. I all understand. Out. All out of what? I want. Right. We're going all out. We're just going all out, man. We're just speaking, going all out. Speaking of evolve, uh, that's sh- the tenth anniversary show aired on Saturday. Yes, um, WWE Network. Uh, incredibly positive reactions from everyone that I saw on the timeline talking about it. I watched it as well. Thought it was a very strong show that had. I mean, for me, no less than four or five four-star matches that I rated. I thought it was, it was very great. I, I thought that, you know, from top to bottom, it even looked different. I thought, um, yeah, just having that, that sheen, I don't know if the, the E slid them a couple dollars to get of the, of course they back. did, man. WWE <laughs> ain't going to have no, you know, no funky jazz on their network. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, I have that. What, whatever Slammiversary was looking like <laughs> on the network. <laughs> Slammiversary was literally in the basement. It looked like Slammiversary. If you told me that was OVW, I would. I was like, okay, that looks like OVW's on. But where's TNA? I'm like, yo, the lights is kind of funky in there. But they gave him some new lights. They gave him some new sheen. It was great seeing these in like crisp, high definition. You know, all other stuff like that. They gave him a few superstars too. It wasn't just you know, people did the job back and forth. Um, I thought it was great too. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. To me, one of the, um, to me, the standout match to me had to be that 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 Brandy Lauren and Shotzi Blackheart match. My God, yeah, man. Oh my yeah. God, just Shotzi crazy, bro. <laughs> Shotzi's crazy, and that was my first time ever seeing her. God bless her. She's going to be in the E one day. They're probably going to tell her to tone it down, but don't don't listen to them. And they're probably going to change her name to like Shouty or something like that. But like, it was so good and brutal and so like indicative of like, these are two women who are really, you know, you don't see a lot of women on it. Go ahead. They were fighting. Like, it was, yeah. like, it was a real fucking fight. Like, Shotzi was busted open literally like two seconds into the match like she was she from the kick from uh from homegirl who ran in right and i was like oh yeah this is about to be real real different right here <laughs> right because i mean so here wwe produces this, like women's evolution type of deal and you kind of rarely get to see it the same sort of sentiments echoed throughout the rest of the wrestling world i know impact has done it plenty of times um aw mm, they haven't gotten there yet with their roster but you really got to see like, yo, these two people kind of dishing it out and brawling it out and kind of make a name for themselves on this show. They won over the crowd. They won over me who's seen them for, for the first time. And like, yo, they're really putting it all on the line. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was great. I think my match of the night was uh, probably Gulak and Riddle. Mm. 
really fucked with that match. I, I think that again, it's like Riddle got into his evolved bag. It's like he he wrestled a completely different style than WWE style, and I thought it was really interesting to see even Cole and Tazawa wrestling in a very. They they went back to the Indies for one night. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, yo, this is this is old school Adam Cole type shit here. And uh, again, like not much else for me. Like for me, as far as the show, I just think it was an excellent show. Probably. If Extreme Rules had was a dud, this would have probably been my show of the weekend. But Extreme Rules was actually a, a very strong show. Uh, how did you feel about Extreme Rules, Mill? So let me actually run back and look at the card. It's been so much wrestling over the past week. My brain is like trying to re you know readjust to all of them. But um, Extreme Rules, I thought it was a very I thought it was a great show. I thought you know especially from the top to the bottom, like. What yeah. it opened with, which was better than we'd expected, right? Like Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Oh, right, right. Let's talk about Nakamura Ballard, man. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I mean, yes, they also started with that. If you if you tune into the pre-show, yes. So people were mad about that, right? And I said, you know what? The, I said, you know, the pre-show needs a five-star match to start it off. And well, what were they mad about? Who better? They because they were on the they were on the they were on the kickoff show. Oh, kickoff. okay. Oh, eh. So I'm watching this match, and I'm like, "Oh man, it's, I don't know who I want to win this, man." You don't have you don't have a you don't you have both dogs in the race, my friend. Exactly. You're out here. You there's nothing. I don't. I would have never anticipated you being disappointed in this match or even the people at this point. Like, so so they're wrestling, and I'm like, "Oh man, who's who's gonna win this?" I, I don't know. I I was scared. I was shook. I, I thought that it would be like a DQ or something, and Nakamura hits that that Kinshasa. I dug into my pocket and I said, I have a couple stars. <laughs> just a few, just to give out for the night. I pulled out five stars and I put it right on the table. And I said, you know what? Nakamura Balor is a five-star, seven-minute match. Good Lord. I cried. I laughed. I screamed. A classic in every single way. You stand. That's what you did. You stand. stand. You stand for both of them. It's understandable. I, I, I don't share the same star sentiments as you, but... I do believe it was a fantastic match that they had on the kickoff show, uh, a kickoff classic, as you might say. There we go. Um, go back to the Undertaker. Undertaker basically pull, pulled up and said, "Yo, man, we work in the night. These motherfuckers, Meals and Justin, was talking shit. <laughs> he heard. He heard the talk, and he, he said, heard the talk. Let me show these motherfuckers. Let me walk on the ropes. Extra, extra, extra balance today. Just he to turned show up. Listen, he turned up. He gave. Listen, as someone, he gave all the hits." Yeah. I mean, from the 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 the, the, old, the school. old school, um, the sit up, the sit up was crazy. crazy. The sit up, I feel like we hadn't seen in a while, but we probably did, but we probably didn't care about it. Correct sit up. Oh my god, the no selling of very important moves, classic mm-hmm. Undertaker. Um, the man was moving. He was moving a lot better than some of these new kids. Like he's mm-hmm. he, he was he was I out here. I won't go that far, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he was running the ropes. Come on. Undertaker, when he runs in the corner and the clotheslines people and stuff like that, he's still got a little bit of speed to him. Well, one thing I want to talk about with Undertaker is this motherfucker had <clears throat> he had on, on a compression dry fit. <laughs> <laughs> the compression fit from hell, my friend. <laughs> Where do they sell that at? They, in hell, man. In hell. Do they, have, in a, hell. A, do they have an athleisure store? In of Death- course. <laughs> yes. Death Valley? Death Valley athleisure? Listen. <laughs> He ain't wearing that Nike, I tell you that. 
see we had to cut him down because we just bigged him up so crazy but he did a great job he did a great job him and roman great job and And shane and drew and also notice that um that roman has also kind of sort of been on like kind of like a a part-time-esque schedule as well and i i want to say that when he put out that that article on i believe it was like variety or something like that a couple weeks ago he said he was still taking his uh his pills for to combat his leukemia and that he still has the the side effects of it and when i read that i was like in my mind i was like there's no way that he is going to be doing a full-time schedule anytime soon for the wwe and then you look at this week's show and he's barely on both of them yeah, I think he said like four words in Rome on SmackDown and then peaced out. And left. <laughs> and he worked. I think he worked mostly during that battle royale, like battle royale at the end of Raw. And I mean, he was out. I mean, he was in the final uh, four, but he was out pr- relatively quickly on that match as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll say it. But you know, you got SummerSlam season coming up. There's a place for him. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Me either, because I mean, the card even without him looks crazy. Yeah, it, it it looks like it's already unless someone's coming back to face Roman. Mm, no. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't uh, know. But um, I mean, again, you know what? You know what? Raw reunion could use. I'll, I'll give a I'll give a hot take. Raw reunion could use the return of John Cena. Not happening. What? He's he's, he's uh, filming Fast and Furious right now. T- tell him to take a break. You can't, bro. I mean, it, it, Rock used to do it all the time. Did it though? Like he, it, it literally just began filming. All right. There's two weeks. It literally there's two weeks of SummerSlam. Like it's literally no time for him to do that shit. Just let him show up. Just just let him rock. Um, he, he just like took a picture and like posted it today from from set. And I think he might have a, a large part in it because I think The Rock is barely in this one. That's why if you were to if you were to bet on anyone coming back, it'd probably be Rock. Mm. He's more than likely not really going to be in, in Fast and Furious Nine because he doesn't like Vin Diesel. Ooh, Rock got so ballers and, and Tyrese. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, them too. And I mean, also Hobbs and Shaw comes out in the first. So Hobbs and Shaw, yeah, yeah. Tell them come, come promote Hobbs and Shaw. Come on. Um, nah. Another, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's no, Alistair Black versus Cesaro. We got to talk about it. I loved it. Uh, I think it, that for everyone that ever complains about Cesaro not winning the WWE Championship, you look at performances like this and you realize why. Not only not everyone can be at that level because they have to elevate guys like Alistair to where they need to be. Especially, I thought you were about to say some wild shit. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> oh, what did you think I was about to say? I thought you were gonna say you look at this match and you understand why he can't be the champion. Oh no no no! no, no. <laughs> I mean, you realize why you need guys like this. Like, uh, I think you even posed the question on Sunday, like, where was Cesaro's? Like his NBA basketball uh, equivalent. Like he, he's like the sixth man of the WWE. Like he fills in as a utility player, whether you need him in tag teams, whether you need him in, in singles matches. He's made in just two months. Aleister Black looked like a killer. Ricochet looked like a killer. Uh, and, and these are two guys that obviously, if you look at the two, like they paired them up earlier this year and now they put them against Cesaro, both making both guys look good yeah. because they they have things that are destined for them coming up. And I think this match was, was perfect. And you know, what's even more interesting. The Cesaro match with Alistair was so much different from the Cesaro match with Ricochet mm. where, you know, he's trying to ground Ricochet here, but this Cesaro match against uh, Alistair Black was like a strike. It was all strikes. It was a different match than what we've ever seen in the WWE before or, or recently, at least where it was all pretty much strikes. And I mean, I mean, you could just name all of the, the spots they did. Like when he tried to do the Meteora 
and then he picked up Alistair, threw him up in the air, and did a fucking uh, European uppercut. Like, I popped for that. It was 100% crazy. I think there was a high level of um, professional wrestling going on. And I know that sounds like a lame term to say, but there was a high level of thinking, a high level of psychology in this match. These guys didn't just, their strikes were with precision and they were with meaning. Um, the back and forth, I thought the intensity was great. They, they kind of went back and forth a lot. And um, because they they really wanted to win this match. And and it wasn't just a, a showcase of Aleister Black. It was kind of like Cesaro is also here. You know, Cesaro is also someone who can contend as well. Um, I thought they went back and forth. I thought that final spot where, you know, Cesaro kind of gets, you know, flubbed up by the kicks and then ends up getting the Black Mass. Um, Such a great finisher. It, it, it was great. I mean, he, he he hit him with the kick in the shin. Uh, Cesaro tried to block it, hit him with another kick, tried to block it again, couldn't block the Black Mass. And then I mean they did they do a better uh, they do a better like a, a really cool spot on uh, SmackDown too, yeah. but again I, I can't think of a better way to reintroduce Aleister Black as kind of like a badass here just the way he finished that match off but like a fucking action star really liked it I'm I'm really I'm I'm all in on on, on Black on the main roster so far I think that they've handled Ricochet and Aleister Black so much differently than they have any other NXT call ups in the past two or three years. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Ricochet. Ricochet lost his United States Championship um, this Sunday to AJ Styles. What do we think about that? I mean, I think that it's it's still pairing up for a feud that's going on. I AJ think Styles feuds are always five months. Yeah, it, it, they just are. So I think, um, especially considering he has Gallows and Carl Anderson, maybe this is going to you know hint towards something. Maybe Ricochet gets a crew. I don't know. Um, but it's certainly something that's going to help the profile of Ricochet in the eyes of many. I mean, when you're going up against AJ Styles, who's one of the biggest you know superstars in the company right now, mm-hmm. all eyes are on you. And especially when you can perform the way that Ricochet performs, this is the best spot, probably position that he could be in going to SummerSlam. I thought the match was definitely the lesser of the three that they've had so far. Yeah, um, I do think that that's what I. That's what. I, when I went into this match, I was like, I wish they hadn't had their first two matches yet, but. Yeah. I understand, but I, I kind of wish they didn't. I wish that we kind of got the magic of AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the first time ever um, on the show. But I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was, I thought it was actually a really good match. I just thought that there again, the fir- the first match was like first gear, second match was you know first gear. This match was kind of second gear, kind of moving up. But apparently, the story here and it continued on Raw uh, <clears throat> on Monday was that AJ can't beat Ricochet without help. That he's literally going back to the club every single time because he cannot beat Ricochet without the club there. I would say SummerSlam, because it looks as though this is continuing, give him a ladder match. I think it's a match we haven't seen in a while. Um, and I think you have to show Ricochet off. They have not been able to really show off everything the guy can do. Give mm. him a match. I say, if you know, if I were to put a stipulation on this, I would probably say, gosh, SummerSlam. I'm trying to think of SummerSlam. Um, hmm. I don't know. It would it would have to be something that kind of showcased their like wrestling. I would I might say two out of three falls. I don't done, know. Then have yeah. they done that? Yeah, they probably have done it. Considering how Raw is fucking does their thing today. Um, yeah, then they did two out of three falls. I mean, that would be the ideal match for me. If they also did a ladder match, I wouldn't be mad. It's just, I don't know how many times AJ Styles falling off that ladder, just to keep it real with you. Um, but he fell into the club. Yeah, that's true. Fell into the club. That's true. Uh, uh, really quickly, the main event, 
I thought it was a lot better than I thought. Uh, it was. It's a good. It was had a, any right to be quite honestly. Um, you know shot. what? It was still kind of weird though with the tags back and forth. But once they got rid of that tag stuff, it, it got really, really good. Yeah. Shout out to Becky for taking the end of days. I, I thought that was really cool. End of days. Yeah. You know what? I. It, I thought it was cool just from a visual perspective of just like, all right, let's get, if we're doing this, if we're having men and women interact in this match, let's go all in. Let's, let's, yeah, let's they not, even had, uh, they even had Lacey hitting stuff Seth with the, uh, with the Kindle stick. Like they did, they did let them interact all of them. Yeah. Let's let them, let's let them do what they got to do. Um, and they did that. So I'm not mad at it at all. Um, the, the results of this match be predicted. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, they, it wasn't gonna let them do that again. But then, hooray, hooray! And it looks as though they're actually both not in the top of the the car anymore. Hooray! <laughs> I that's a big hooray for me. I know you're. I don't know if you're meaning sarcastic or not, but that is. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm actually happy that <laughs> I'm very happy. Um, back to being <laughs> on the bottom of the card again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it led to the money in the bank cash in. Whew. Yeah. Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Championship one more time. This is probably, I think this is his fourth reign, third reign. I think it's a, it might be his third reign, but either way, the man has been the constant in the Universal Championship scene for the last three years. Um, he has made it, he has defended it, he has carried it home and not come back. But to me, a lot of people are mad about it. A lot of people comparing it. It's like, oh, look, this is why they're losing the war to AEW. Well, I feel like. You know, you 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 put the money in the bank on Brock. This was essentially going to happen. Like you could not have him lose or or, or have him waste the money in the bank. It was just never going to happen. Um, this leads to the match at SummerSlam that I felt like we were going to get anyway. And to me, it has high stakes to it. And I think we're going to see a great match from them, and and possibly a much more competitive match than we've ever seen before. I hope uh, it's the rubber match between the two. Uh, and I mean, I, I guess without further ado, let's get to this week's shows. Wait, uh, wait, wait. we got the, we're going to do hot takes. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Get, hurry up. Get, get, let's get these hot takes out. Let's get these. All right. All right. All right. Um, all these hot takes are kind of, I'll, I'll do all the hot takes that were kind of put in recently regarding these evolve and fight for the fallen shows. Since okay. you were the one who requested it on Twitter, by the way. Yes. Um, Antonio Salgado. This is a name that we've heard before. He says, the Evolve Fight for Fallen hot take, Adam Cole is better than Kenny Omega. Oh, this this year for sure, yeah. Yeah, I would say this year for sure. I wouldn't say in in totality. I wouldn't say that, you know. I think Kenny Omega has had one good year. Kenny had one good year. (laughs) All Adam Cole needs is one good year. (laughs) Yeah, but Kenny has a, in terms of just careers now, you'd say that Kenny Omega has had, you know, much more, much better matches than probably a string of run that Adam Cole has. Would you say? I think, yeah, and just he, in the career overall, and he lives and dies by his 2016. Um, and and just this one year, Adam Cole has had two matches that I mean, while debatable. Between I mean, he's having two, a great year. He's having a great year. And between those two, like people have either said the first match with with Gargano was a five star, or the second one was a five star. But a lot of people are saying the second match is like one of the greatest NXT matches of all time. So it's like he's right but, up. Right. I mean, he's he's up there. I wouldn't say he's better than Kenny Omega in totally right now, but he is having a much better year than Kenny Omega. I'll say that. Um, another wrestling hot take. It is by The Factor. The F-A- F-A-C-T. 
O-R. Um, I know it may be hard for that family to admit, but the roads are basically made to be mid-carders. It's damn near in their DNA at this point. None of them have ever screened world champion. Why all three, in all respect to Dusty, try to fight this is astonishing. The point is going to hit so much harder when Cody eventually, because we know it's going to happen at some point, books himself as world champion. Oh, man, that was that's that, that that's was, kind of a scorching take that left the realm of hot take. That was just straight up. <laughs> we're, we're on the surface of the sun right now. Um, yeah. um, I think, you know what? There in terms of being destined for mid card, there is something I, I would say their profile to me has never screamed. And this is Goldust and Cody. None of them have ever screened like main event WrestleMania or main event, the major show of the card. Like, well, they, they tried to, they tried to make Goldust at one point that in like 96. Yeah. And he was, but it, just, I don't think it, it worked. Yeah. Because it, it was, always it was de- too weird. It, it, to me, it always kind of depended on the gimmick and then they kind of had to pull back with the gimmick. But to me, Goldust is a fantastic worker and a fantastic hand. And he has just this great natural wrestling ability that you can't understate. But I don't think, could I have thought maybe in like 96, 97, could they have gone with him as world champion? Probably. But I still don't think he would have been like a, you know, a, a generation defining superstar. And I think Cody Rhodes is far from that in this generation. I think Cody Rhodes himself, um, he's one of those who wants to seem bigger than he actually is. He wants to think that he's larger than life than he actually is. He was never uh, that good to me. He's just really cool on Twitter. Yeah, I think he's very clever. Um, but in in terms of just the amount of guys who have just done it better than him and continue to do it better than him on a consistent level, there's a ton of people. I wouldn't put Cody Rhodes in my top 100 wrestlers. I don't know if I'd even put him in my top 200 wrestlers. Um, I don't think about Cody Rhodes matches after they happen. So yeah, I, I don't think about Cody Rhodes matches either. He has, he has one fantastic match against The Shield to me. Um and I think that was a lot to do. That was a lot, you know, in conjunction with Goldust and things like that. But he doesn't really have. It was a story. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Um, speaking of that, we have another one from um, Fed Guy. It says, or Feed the Guy. I don't know. He is capitalizing weird letters at some point. Um, it said, Roman and Rain, Roman and Seth. Greater than Young Bucks. One gave Rhodes an all-time classic match. The other tried to do performance art and had me and others leaving the venue. They suck, and they do really have the same matches. How are they even a top tag team? Uh, that's a t- that's a top Roman and Seth. I don't think they're better than the Young Bucks. I think the Usos are. Yeah, I think the Usos are. I wouldn't say Roman and Seth. I mean, Roman and Seth. Nah, I wouldn't say Roman and Seth. Roman and Seth don't have as, as much of a, um, a history as the Young Bucks to say. I, I can't agree with that hot take. Um, I do agree they do a lot of the same things, and it's going to get an old. It's going to become an old beat in at least f- five more years. Here's my thing with that: is that it's it's they're going to keep doing the same matches because once they hit TNT, like I said earlier, no one's ever seen that before. Yeah, that, that's why it's smart for them to push them. I, I think you had mentioned something about this, or like last weekend meals or was like they, they keep fucking winning or something like something like that and i was like they have to keep winning because like no one's ever seen the Meltzer driver in real life you know right. what 
they, they I mean, don't. I've heard I've heard Bill Simmons on this podcast talk about AEW in a sense, and it was weird hearing him talk about it and him mentioning Kenny Omega and things like that. But that's kind of what we're anticipating, right? Like a whole new audience of people getting used to it and getting used to these names. And these are one of the ways you you have a young bucks. They kind of show something, like you said, that they've never seen before. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy. It's a, it's a layup for them. Even if we've seen it already, that will only affect diehards. They're hoping that casuals will see the Jerichos and will see the Bucks. Like, honestly, if you want to keep it 100, like Kenny Omega means very little in the in the larger sense of, of things as far as signings go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can always think about the signing and it's like, I know the the bread and the bag was why he signed. It was like, I could be EVP. But in the long run, it's like, I don't think AEW can make him a bigger star than WWE could have. Right. I, I, when, I, when you look at it, it's like, Who's the biggest star in the Moxley match? It's Moxley. You know, when that happens at All Out, that's, it's going to be Moxley, not, mm-hmm. not Omega. He, he's he's consistently going to be like the, the lesser of the guys. It's like, he'll be a great workhorse. You know, he'll be a great guy that'll, that'll give them pretty good matches. But it's like, when, when he signed there, it was like he wanted to be his own guy. But it's like, it seems like the Bucks and Cody, you know, just Cody by proxy, you know, automatically is going to be a top guy there. But it's going to be Cody... Uh, Bucks and Omega and and, uh, and Jericho that are going to be the top guys there. I, I don't know if Kenny has enough to to break through. That's why like the the signing still perplexes me in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean it doesn't perplex me because it's like he's going with his boys. But I understand completely what you're saying. I think he's pulled um, since his since his sort of um, arrival to AEW. He hasn't really wowed anybody. He's kind of actually been a lot more pulled back. And I think that's a lot because of a lot more of his, you know, his duties backstage. He's helping the women. He's helping a lot of things. And I don't think he's really just been putting his like all into it. He's physically Um, regressed. Like he's literally physically regressed. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's putting everything that he's doing into this matches. And and I know this is about Roman and Seth and the young bucks and things, but I don't think he's putting it all. Um, His non wrestling hot take is like, when are they going to stop allowing Beyonce to do movies? She can barely read, let alone act. I don't agree. I'm not talking about, I listen, y'all keep sending in these Beyonce things. (laughs) He's fed guy things. I'm not talking about Beyonce, man. I'm, I'm listen. Um, I am not talking about Beyonce either. I just read Will's on the thing in front of me. Um, I think one more. We got a one more fight for Fallen One. So uh, yeah, this is four meals. You loved. You loved. I mean, they're all fight for Fallen Ones. Like after a week, they're going to be expired. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this one is at Harren Hall. H A A R E N H A L. Harren Hall. Um, he's a he's a he she he she he's he's uh you're a very uh. Big supporter, you tweet me. You tweeted me. We've had conversations. I fucks with you. Go ahead. You heard it here first. He fucks with you. Um, wrestling hot take: Fight for the Fallen was the most transparent attempt at being at woke pandering in years, and people completely bought into it. You expect me to believe a show run by a Cruz supporter, two Mike Pence supporters, and a Trump supporter, <laughs> and sponsored by a shady as fuck law firm, gave a shit about gun violence? Uh, hey, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think there's nothing more I need to say. I think what you said speaks volumes. Words out of my mouth. Um, not much needs to be said about that, but it's like. Not much needs to be said, but you said it. What's more interesting is is how, how many people uh, don't talk about that or try and cloud it. And again, we just go to the show, like keep that same energy. Like we're all watching terrible things. We're all yes. watching terrible companies. So, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I still want to continue to do these hot takes, so keep sending them in. And um, 
I'll try to fit them in as much as we can with Justin over the last, over the next, and myself at least, especially considering, you know, we're going back to normal recording time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, um, I think that next week's hot take topic should be, what is your idea? Wait, 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 we no, we still we got to clear out this box, man. There's so much more that we haven't even touched yet. Okay. All right. We'll we'll wait. Keep submitting. Keep submitting. I feel like one day we'll get to an episode where we do an all hot take type of thing. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. But, but keep submitting. Keep submitting. Um, yeah, let's get into the shows this week. Yes. Uh, first up on Monday Night Raw, packed episode. Um, I didn't. I, I think it was. Uh, it was pretty solid. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Uh, first up, Bray Wyatt. I think this is the biggest. The biggest talked about thing on the show. Bray Wyatt's return as the Fiend. Oof. Uh, he returned after a Finn Balor match against Samoa Joe that went like two, like three seconds. Like when they want to write you off. They will literally write you off. Finn lost like twice in 24 hours. Well, listen, this is the, this is what they do with Joe all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Joe loses the big match, wins the match for three seconds. And now we're tough. Now it's tough Joe again. Yeah. Uh, he's back. To, he's, he got his heat back somehow. I don't yeah. know how. Um, but Finn Balor was standing in the ring. Um, and then Finn, uh, Bray Wyatt returned with the mask on. I thought this visual of this was incredible. I, I think that the the production values that they've spent on Bray Wyatt, they, they spared no expense here. I, I really, really fuck with the WWE having the mentality where, it, you know, they're all in on this character and I, I see it now. I'm just interested in seeing where does the, the cardigan wearing Bray Wyatt come into this? I, I, I really think there's more to this character than just the mask, but he came back, gave Finn the sister Abigail and uh, it faded to black and, Apparently, it faded to black on Finn Balor because PW Insider has just reported that Finn Balor is back home. So it looks as though he will not be on SummerSlam going against Bray, Bray Wyatt, as we predicted, and that he started his vacation uh, literally on Monday. Mm. You know what? It would make sense because I wouldn't want Bray Wyatt absolutely coming in and then wrecking Finn and then Ryan Finn. I mean, I think we can do it now, and it hints to a few later down the line. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Um, Bray Wyatt's visual crazy i'm just wondering will this be the same thing or are we getting something new that's what i wanted to ask i wanted to ask that like is this his final chance like is this the final chance for him it's not the final chance in my eyes because he's had his final chance (laughs) this is we're beyond the final chance now now i'm entertaining what he's going i'm now i'm more on strictly of like all right what are you going to do next like literally Mm -hmm. like shock Mm -hmm. surprise me please um because while this is incredible visual, this is nothing of the same. You could have took the mask off Finn Balor, and he would have done the same thing returning. Right. It's this to me, him attacking people to start a feud um, is nothing. Is nothing surprising to me. If if we're going into SummerSlam, he probably will end up going against Miz or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I have no. I mean, Bray apparently will be a SummerSlam. I think. Yeah. That'd be the perfect place to re-debut him, and uh, we'll see. I liked it though; it's a good start. They, they've they've got me. I just want to see where they stick the landing as far as his his dance partner, so to speak. Sure. Uh, the SummerSlam card very quickly took place <laughs> on Raw. This I mean, week. there's three weeks left till SummerSlam, so yeah, they they, they got right to it. Um, from from the top here, I, I guess we get to like the most I guess disappointing uh match that we've seen so far. There was a four-way elimination match on on Raw that went at least thirty minutes. <laughs> nah, that it went like twenty minutes, but it went like fifteen minutes too long. Yeah, it shouldn't have been that long, and it was elimination, which 
Why? No, I mean, but they did it for the commercial break. Like, this is the thing that we were talking about, right? Like, they, but what, I, why? Like, to me, why give them this time when Finn and Joe could have had that time? Because I mean, they're writing off Finn anyway. Here's the thing: I feel like people were complaining, and and Alexa sent out a tweet of like, "This is disappointing." With people booing, you know, people saying this is awful and things like that. You know, I'm not saying I I wouldn't say they're awful, but I'm definitely saying like that match was very ungood. <laughs> like <laughs> it was very like it was long drawn out. There's no way like 13 minutes into the match or slapping on another rear, you know, a, a fucking chin lock. Why was Carmel in that match? Yeah, that's what I was also wondering too. To be honest with you, if they'd kept Carmella around, it might have been a little bit more popping. But She's a SmackDown superstar. I mean, you know, they've been doing funny shit with the titles for a couple weeks now. But either way, just this long match. For for instance, for Natty to win, Natty wins this match. Spoiler. For her to go through this entire... It didn't even seem like she was, like, that much of a factor. She just kind of won. Um... To me, I mean, just this match was not good. This match was not good. I guess Natty going in. Naomi didn't seem into it. Naomi kind of looked like she had to like the boo boo face on. Like, uh. I, I guess going into Toronto, that's a cool. Uh, it's, she's Canadian. Yeah, that's so cool. But I mean, if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do Survivor Series Montreal finish there, I would advise you not to do that. I doubt they're gonna do that. They're um, just gonna have. You know, that's a triggering thing. Canada, Canadian. Wrestler in it, championship on the line, sharpshooter. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it has all the it has all the makings of a terrible sort of deal. But I mean, do you think the promo after it saved it? Yeah, I was just gonna say that. And I think Natty Natty brought it back. It made me interested in seeing what was going on. But it's like, again, I'm holding out hope for Raw reunion that something will happen here. But it's looking to me like it's gonna happen. I, I mean, it looks like no one's gonna be inserted into this match, and that's fine. But it's like. The raw women's roster is we're gonna get like next week and like Natty's like backstage and like has broken her ankle or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because my thing is this, like, what's Alexa gonna do? Yeah. Unless they're gonna do unless they're gonna speed build to Alexa Nikki, which I I would highly advise against. Yeah, nah, nah. I mean, there's so much people who probably won't be on the card. Um, or probably be on the kickoff show or something along those lines. It'll be interesting. But you know, Natty versus Becky. It's something that we haven't seen ever, ever, maybe. I mean, I'm sure they've had a match before, but no one cares. Um, but I feel like it's a it's a it's a program that we've never seen before. And it'll be interesting to get the fire out of Natty and bring in the fire versus Becky Lynch and see how that kind of lines up together. Both being, you know, I don't see Natty winning this match. I don't see Natty winning either, but then I didn't see her winning at like SummerSlam like two years ago when I went and she totally won. And I was very disappointed <laughs> because I went to see Naomi and then Naomi lost the title. Um, Seth Rollins. Whew. He's running it back against Brock Lesnar. There was, again, another in, like weird 10 man battle royal with like this, Cesaro, this, with, like, Cesaro who had just lost last night. I mean, uh, hey. There was Bobby Lashley who, who had just lost. lost. Last night, it, yes. And it had won since April. <laughs> uh, also had Baron Corbin, who, again, just lost last night. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. It would have been... But you know what? I'm not mad at the Battle Royal because I love a good Battle Royal. I mean, I love, Roman, Roman should have been there. Seth should have been there. 
Roman's there, Seth there, Randy's there, um, Biggie's right, there. Randy from SmackDown again. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously doesn't matter, man. Sami Zayn's there. I just gotta bring it up. I just gotta bring it up. Everybody- Ray Mysterio's there. Um, everybody's there. I love a good battle royal. Don't get me wrong. I love a good battle royal, so I can't even be mad at this. Like, um, I thought this entire show on Raw was a one-match show, and they were building towards this like crazy, and nothing else kind of mattered. Um, Even had like a revival match where, like, is something wrong with them? Nah, I just think... There is definitely something wrong with them. Like, two nights in a row, they almost killed either each other or or one of the Usos. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. I can't say. There was a weird spot where they did the the knee-assisted knee drop on the neck. And mm-hmm. he dropped Jay, I believe, too early. And uh, I believe it was Dawson, his knee, had, like, like, knocked the wind out of him. And they tried to do another spot. And Jay, like, pushed him off. Like, no, I, like, I'm hurt right now. And I was like, yo, he hurt him just now. And then the next night, they fucked up their own finisher. Interesting. It was just, it's just something's up with them. I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, that, that match was on the show with, with Ricochet, who did get his heat back by legitimately beating... Both like both representatives of the of the opposing team in the match. <laughs> Listen, tough guy Ricky, tough guy Ricky, man. He's uh, they're heating him back up again, which is fine. I mean, Ricochet by far, I, I'd say he's like the number two or three face on the show. Which again, I I said I'd give it six months, and again, like I'm not mad at his position here. He's he's firmly entrenched in his five month AJ Styles feud. So here we go. Yeah, I mean, SummerSlam is definitely shaping up. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of this card goes. Um, let's see. Drew, Drew McIntyre, Cedric Alexander. I thought it was a banger. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it banged. Uh, but I said this on Twitter. Drew ain't the guy because if he was the guy, Cedric Alexander would have lost in 10 seconds. Here's the thing, though, like any normal circumstance. Yeah, Cedric Alexander would have lost in 10 seconds. But I feel like you need these type of matches on Raw. You need the type of come from behind Oh, this guy won? How the hell did he... Like, you need one of those one, two, three kid Razor Ramon um, where the underdog pulls through in the nick of time and shocks everyone. You build a new star there. You get people wondering, is Cedric, is Cedric the next guy? Or should we be behind Cedric or not? And then, to me, I know next week on Raw, they're going to have Cedric versus Drew again, and Drew's going to kick the shit out of Cedric. Mm. So, I think... In terms of if Drew's the guy or not, Drew's never been like the guy guy. He's not the guy who's going to be running the brand. I think he's a very capable guy, though. I think he's just as capable as, or maybe even more capable than a lot of the roster to be the top champion on the brand. Yeah. Um, but he's going to have to, he needs he needs something else. And I think it's, he needs to be a bit more than somebody's muscle. But he was Turn with, him face, please. Which was with, but he's 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 looks so his visual just screams heel to me because he's a tall he's a power boring. overpowering he's such a boring face domineering guy yeah he is a boring face too I mean, um but he he needs to be he needs to be something besides an actual he needs to be a guy and right now he's just kind of been the muscle for Shane McMahon, Dolph Ziggler, whoever the hell it is, um, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, et cetera, et cetera. He needs to be the guy. He needs to be his own person. That's what I say with Drew. Uh, but yeah, that, that was uh, pretty much the biggest hits from Raw. 
uh, let's move on to SmackDown, where Daniel Bryan is teasing something. We don't know what it is. He didn't get to say it on this episode. Um, any idea? Is it, does it have to do with his 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 SummerSlam match? I mean, he's back. He they, he lost the title. They lost the titles on Sunday, like I like I thought they would. Uh, because again, Except I think to the guys you you didn't think it would. Uh, but I'm not I'm not mad at it either way. Um, I'm not mad. Yeah. But I I do think that they were pushing towards him being a singles, and I think that's a good idea because that that's sorely needed. They don't need him to be in the, in the tag team anymore. They they've pro- properly built up heavy machinery in in a way that I feel as though they can stand on their own without uh, Brian and Rowan. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what they got planned here. I know I know someone said Undertaker, but I was like, I don't think it's going to be Undertaker and Brian. I would like it to be Undertaker, to be honest. With it you. would be cool. It would definitely be cool. I would like it to be Undertaker. I think that's something that Daniel Bryan, that's a mountain Daniel Bryan has not climbed before. Um, I don't know how much more time it is for him to be able to climb that mountain, but it's something to me that if you're a top guy, if you're a big guy, and especially Daniel Bryan is probably, you know, leaning towards the end of his, you know, active wrestling career. That's a, that's a, that's something you want to check off a match versus the Undertaker, especially since he's out here giving matches to, you know, Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Like, that's something you want to check off. I would love to be Undertaker. So that's where I'm going to go and say that's what he's teasing. But it was interesting. He came out. He couldn't talk. He couldn't speak. I would love that if it was Undertaker, he came out literally like next week or in two weeks and just said Undertaker. And that's that's the, that's the match. You know, that would be yeah. really cool if that's the only word he said. I, I think so, too. Uh, Liv Morgan. Shout out to Live or Leave and all the, the Live stands out there. She appeared on SmackDown. Not only did she appear, she had a match. She had a match and she talked. And let me tell you, I don't think Charlotte is going to be inserted into the fucking title match. You think she's going to be inserted into this Liv Morgan program? Yes. I no, think no. I think they're going to use Charlotte to make Liv. No, not the queen. I, you think? she cares right now charlotte is getting i was about to say something crazy you about to say d down you was about to say d down (laughs) she don't care you saw how she was looking at her man when he was talking in that promo she's like "Mm, yes 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 she was like i love how you roll those r's i love it um (laughs) i i think I, I think that the live uh, program is interesting. I think in just one episode, they've immediately made her uh, really, really a cool character that's way different from what we've seen of her. Please get that right squad music away from her. Please, God, all the mannerisms, all of that. But she did yeah, have but her. I think her NXT music kind of sucked, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yo, yo, yeah, 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 yo, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to come out to that either. <laughs> it's like, nah, just, just riot, just riot me. <laughs> Right, me when right when Ruby Wright comes back, she's gonna have no fucking music at this point <laughs> because Sarah Logan uses the Riot Squad music. Um, she got new music on Monday. Oh, she did. Okay, yeah, good, good uh, for so Sarah I guess, Logan. I guess Liv is next. I think they probably will see more of an upside with it. Who again, you know, we talked a lot of shit about Charlotte, uh, kind of playing to the uh, the ability of her opponents. I thought she made Liv look really good on Tuesday. Yeah, she gave her a lot, she, she gave, gave her a lot. Her and Liv looked amazing as well. I, again, like making the most of her opportunity here. I, I really fucked with that match. Really interested in what the post-match angle was with her when she said, you know, like Charlotte said, next time I come back, I'm going to be real. So it's either the return of her old gimmick or a completely new gimmick. And 
I'm interested. I'm, I'm in. I want to see. But I, I again, like with three weeks to go, I know they can heat Charlotte, Charlotte up at any time if they wanted to put her in that program. I just don't think it'll happen. But if we get Charlotte versus Ember Moon next week, huh? <laughs> it's Listen, if I, if I. If Ember Moon, Ember Moon's kind of promo, and then we hear it at Charlotte music, it's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, baby girl, I'm sorry. It, it was a it was a cute pipe dream before, <laughs> oh, but it ain't happening. But it ain't happening, Kevin. Um, um, but yeah, speaking of speaking of Bailey, she did choose Ember Moon as her opponent after they dispatched uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville in a tag match. I'm not mad at this. I was expecting something. Someone completely different but i thought this was nxt how this was rolling out for a second <laughs> hey i mean i fuck with it i mean if, if this is where you want to go with it and you want to push new stars and you want to push new women we have been vocally complaining about the lack of any action towards ember moon since she came back with no fanfare a couple months ago i mean to me even since she debuted i right. mean considering she debuted right up in line with you know the ronda rousey era of kind of you know how things were going and she never really got the opportunity at the raw championship or anything like those because the plan has always been okay we're building this for ronda okay now we put the title on ronda now we got to make it loose now we got to you know drop the title off of ronda and i think ember moon you know as good as ronda is and as good as you know much attention she brought i mean ember moon i think suffered from that i think she had a lot of good momentum once again yes prior to the injury she had a lot of great momentum and she's a she's a star in the division that i think is being sorely underused, not in a bad way, but just hasn't had the right opportunity yet. And SummerSlam is the opportunity to kind of show what she got. And also love love Becky uh, Bailey as the fighting champion. Even if she does defeat Ember, a great showcase for Bailey, who I think far and away is the best female performer on the main roster this year. Yeah. Period. Um, speaking of a lot of women's segments on, on SmackDown Live this week, I, I think they heard Novak uh, last week say, hey, Smack, you know, SmackDown needs to show something. Listen, three women's matches on SmackDown. Uh, the Iconics weasel their way out of the tag tag title match once again. Um, I didn't see this match actually going long either. As soon as it, as soon as you could feel from the energy going into this and how the announcers were talking and things like that, you can kind of feel like, all right, this match isn't going to last long. Yeah, uh, smart way to, to to continue the feud. Get Oscar and Kyrie on, on on TV. I'm okay with it. They're not going to be on TV until then, after SummerSlam. <laughs> well, I mean, if they get the match at SummerSlam, then I think then there you go. If they get the match at SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam's a great card. SummerSlam's a big card. They could get the match at SummerSlam. Will they? I'm not sure. I don't know. I would love to see them, Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, I mean, this match was kind of just shuffled into the the... the like the last quarter of the show before the main event thing. And, and, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, this is, this one's kind of interesting because I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, the Shannon KO program is heating up uh, from the shit from the town hall that opened the show, which I thought was a really good segment, a different segment as well. Um, Shane, you know, again, we're with, we're with Shannon KO again. KO seems to be in a lot of ways, the top face on the show right now. Um, even over Kofi. Uh, yeah, I think he's getting definitely the rub 
um, which is well-deserved. I mean, KO is someone who we've known can bring it and someone who can bring it on the mic and in the ring. And he's always been some guy who's been on the cusp of greatness, but has never seemed to attain it basically because he's always kind of been the second tier guy here on SmackDown and this feud with Shane McMahon. He is doing it big. And he shout is. out to shout out to them for going back to the babyface run and doing it in a in such an organic way that it felt very like when it was happening, I think a couple weeks ago, I was like, is KO a face? Like I was but like he was when they were doing the the the, the KO show yeah. and he was being forced to ask these questions. He was like, Yeah, I don't even want to ask these questions to be honest with you. I kind of want my match with Kofi. And you know, that was the beginning of it right there. Yeah, I, I really, really like thought that that was a, a cool thing to do. And, and I, I got to say, like, I, I even if it is at, at the expense of Kofi, who we'll talk about him in just a second, I, I think that like KO is a, is a baby face, is the top face, is a really new and interesting uh, sort of fold to the story that we've never seen before. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. And it looks as though we're getting KO and Shane at, at uh, SummerSlam, and I'm all for it. I like it. Um, you know, it's interesting for them to kind of take a few that already existed. Well, not only did it exist, it existed in the hell in the cell. Yeah. Um, and kind of flip the positions and see how kind of fresh it can be. It, it is really, really cool to see how this has become a thread through the entire shows. And it's really cool to see Kevin Owens in this sort of space right now. Um, also love, speaking of Kofi, I love Kofi bringing up that they still don't like Kevin Owens, even though he does agree with what he says. Yeah. I like that continuity there. Um, but speaking of Kofi, it is looking like they just can't seem to give this guy feuds with people that. <laughs> oh, please. I don't like the. Uh, you didn't like the Ziggler feud, but you're you're fucking with the Randy Orton feud. This is about to happen. Randy Orton's a much bigger star than Dolph Ziggler will ever be. Or the Samoa Joe program. I didn't fuck with the Samoa Joe program. I knew or, what that was. <laughs> I knew what that was. You know what this is? Do I? Well, yes. yeah, probably. I probably do know what this is. Randy Orton don't work more than three Tuesdays a month. This is true. He's like, yo, can I get that Brock kind of title reign? Um, on, on a week where the same week where he said the doctor said that I I could come back, but I could rest if I wanted to, and I said I'll rest. <laughs> <laughs> my man they called him up for a six-man tag and he was like nah <laughs> that was my moment of smackdown that was my smackdown boot of the week presented by lugs man exactly like he i mean ready on saying six man with you guys with you two losers nah i think that, like again kofi is a great champion i think he's had a great reign but the fuse have, have left a little to be desired. I, I don't. I think that he should be facing co- like cooler who? guys. Like, well, like who though? Like he could do like a really cool one night match with Andrade that would that he could defend the title against someone on TV. I think so too. But I also think you know you're talking about, and and this is kind of the conversation that I brought. A lot of people were mad at the Brock and Seth Rollins thing. Brock and Seth Rollins is still the hottest feud. Um, in the WWE. I mean, these are two established guys. You've established Seth Rollins to a point where he is a main event guy, and Brock Lesnar is fucking Brock Lesnar. Um, you're, you're you're trying to do something for SummerSlam here, and you got to remember that Randy Orton is still Randy Orton. Randy Orton still is one of the most popular superstars on the brand. People went up for the RKO. People go up for these type of things. Randy Orton is possibly besides Daniel Bryan, by far the biggest opponent that Kofi Kingston has faced thus far. And he's someone that we know has had Kofi Kingston's number. Hell, he even had Kofi Kingston's number on SmackDown this week. So it's something, it's still kind of, um, 
as much as Kofi Kingston has overcome, this is like the something in the past that he has not yet overcome. He has not yet overcome the Viper. He has not overcome the stigma of what happened 10 years ago. And he's, Are they going to bring that up? I hope so. I think they will. This is a smarter WWE. But, especially considering they have to make this feud in like three weeks. But, the, I think, in terms of a SummerSlam caliber match, this is great for Kofi. Mm. No, I mean the the, the Andrade the Andrade match could definitely happen on a a a feud. I didn't say a feud. I'm just saying like a a little one-off match against against different people. Yeah, but you know what? It would make it would it would be more meaningful if Andrade got the feud himself. I think it would be more meaningful that way. But I think you know this isn't bad either. I don't think this is necessarily bad. Now, am I like going up? They're like, oh man, I really want to see this match. I can't wait to see what they do in the ring. Not really, but. It's something that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and I think for Kofi Kingston's reign, this is t- continuing to take it to the next level. Mm. He's being a thir- he might be a 13-time world champion, by the way. Okay. Just saying, just saying. He's not going to win the title. I mean, who Kofi knows? He's a better dancing partner, but I don't think he's going to get that until uh, until camp. after SummerSlam. This is this is for the profile. This is for Toronto, Toronto. That's what they should have made the 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 theme to SummerSlam. Key and Kenny beats Toronto. Where did they fuck up on that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my God! Don't don't no sell me. All right. I, I just, don't no sell I'm Key. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just again. He needs a better feud. I, this SummerSlam card is looking. I'm glad I didn't spend any money to go to Toronto. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to shit on the fans who are spending their money to go to Toronto because you're going to, first of all, NXT Toronto is still there. That's always a thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, but SummerSlam itself, I mean, how many times have we underestimated the card and they've gone out their way to deliver? Yeah. I mean, we didn't think the Extreme Rules. The card's not bad. I thought Extreme Rules card was better than the, than the Stomping Grounds card. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think, but neither of them were like, yo, all star standout things. Here, I'm not. I see. It could be better in terms of just like these high profile matches. I want this to feel like the second WrestleMania instead of obviously not WrestleMania because that's kind of how it feels. Like SummerSlam should be like WrestleMania in the summer, but this feels like okay, this isn't WrestleMania, but here's what you're getting. Um, yeah, I mean, but. Love all these, love all the performers on the card so far, but like Ricochet, AJ Part Four, Ember Moon. It's like it's it's it's, it's SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam, though. Would have loved, would have loved Sasha. Would have loved, would have loved Sasha. I don't think that's WWE's call at this point right now. Would have loved, uh, would have loved. You know, people don't think I'm. I'm like, do people that don't think that I'm critical of WWE not listen to the show? Um, gotta be right. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah, probably not because they hate you. A lot of people hate you, by the way. Really? Yeah, I think is, so. Is there any hate in the hot takes? Um, no, there's no hate in the hot takes. I w- I wouldn't allow it, but there's no hate in the hot takes. Um, but a lot of people dislike you. I don't care. A lot uh, they they dislike your takes in your in your thing, and I uh, you know what I stand by you because what you stand by is also facts, and you also bring facts into this entire thing, and I think that's a lot. That's a lot more than what other people can, you know, what other people bring to the table, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I guess that's the week in wrestling. 
That is the week in professional wrestling. This is the A Show, episode ninety-one. Right. Fuck. Can't believe it. We can't done. believe it. We're 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 almost there. We're almost there. We got we got a lot more hot takes and all. And if you want to continue to submit hot takes, please do so. The Bitly link will definitely be in the bio of this once again. Continue to submit those hot takes. We will get to them accordingly. And then I'm sure we'll get to them. We'll do a show maybe before the hundredth where we just get these hot takes off. Yeah, I love bonus shows. Let's do it. Um, but continue to do so. Continue to support the brand. Continue to support the content. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of G G one climax. Uh, you know, action right now. Yes, uh, and you will be getting the G show this week. Yes, so look out for that. Right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of good professional wrestling. It's been a good summer of professional wrestling. You, you're getting some good stuff. You get the Evolve show. You get the Slammiversary. You've got WWE. You've got you know AEW. That's your take. Um, you got a lot of things going on. Oh, I want to say this in the history of this show. I've not struck out on Ticketmaster as of yet. Um, I did this time. I will be going to Raw in Madison Square Garden. Oh shit! Unless I sell these tickets, because. Whew, let me look at the prices on SeatGeek, baby. Could I flip them? Oh, come on, bro. Could I flip them? I mean, can I flip them? Come on, bro. I don't know if I could flip them. I'll, I'll check later. Can I flip them? I mean, should I flip them? Don't flip. I, don't flip. Go and then talk about it on the show. I mean, I guess I could do that, you know. But, you know, the be- let me see how the show is looking on the, on, on, on the apps that don't sponsor this podcast. Oh, God. All right. Um... Okay, Raw and SmackDown. Oh, here's the new jug for WWE. I just want to let everybody know this, everyone who purchases tickets. The new jug for WWE. If you're looking for good tickets, they will not sell them at the pre-sale if you only go to one show. (laughs) Usually, if you get the package, then you get the good seats because they want to sell more tickets and they will give the good seats to that. I learned that at WrestleMania this year. The great seats were in the... WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, NXT package. That's where the great view seats were. Ticketology. Ticketology. Ticketology right here. The great seats for this, if you bought Raw and SmackDown, because they had a Raw and SmackDown deal since they'll both be at MSG back-to-back nights, you got great tickets. If you bought one ticket, I mean, you're going to see the ring. And, you know, I think that's all they care about this. Um, no, the, the the ticket prices aren't booming crazy. I think I'll keep the tickets. They aren't they aren't slapping like I thought it's they were. A, it's slapping. an actual raw show, so definitely you should go. It's a they aren't slapping like I thought they would slap. But uh, yes, once again, for everything involving the A show and all things RNC, check us out at RNC Radio Live uh, for all of the latest and greatest from the group and the pals on our network. But until next week, four meals. I am Justin. Thank you for listening to The A-Show. Until next week, peace. My champions are black. How about that? A lot of them. A lot of black. <laughs> A lot of black. <laughs> Listen, talk hey, about it. We here. We, we here. here, baby. All right.